0: no Better way to get better at football than playing football, so like, you know. Taylor's gonna finish it. I've always been confident in my abilities. I think you know, I'm a guy that can go out there, and I always believe in myself that I'm gonna get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third right end zone shot for Pierce, he caught it. Oh, what a hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We're here to talk about anything and everything, Indianapolis Colts. My name is Jamal Lawrence, co-host of the Colts cast. Eric overslept today, so he will not be joining me, but he will be back at next episode. I'm just kidding. He will be back, though, next episode. Uh, Be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter handle at the Colts cast, Instagram at Colts cast. Also, be sure to follow us on YouTube and just search in the Colts cast in the search bar. You'll see all of our videos posted, all of our shorts posted. Also have the scroller running at the bottom of the video. So if you miss out on any social media, you can definitely get that information from there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on into it, though. We got a PSA. The Colts are Colting again. Colts are doing what they do best, everybody. Uh, just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, you start to scratch your head because you have to wonder what is going on in this Colts organization. Colts announced that they are going to be starting the second round of interviews for coaches. And it looks like we have about seven spots total that we're going to use. Uh, I know there are a couple coaches as of right now who have not been interviewed yet, uh, be it that they're still in the playoffs and they had to postpone their original interviews. So those will get taken care of. But as of now, three coaches have already accepted it to that uh, second round of interviews. We're going to break down all three of them here pretty quickly for you. First one I want to talk about is Dan Quinn. Uh, He's the D.C. of the Dallas Cowboys. And before we even kind of dive into Dan Quinn and his second interview with the Colts, I just kind of want to talk about how I personally think it's unfair to have these interviews during the postseason. Everyone knows if you're in a position where you're in the playoffs, the only thing that should be your focus is how to make your team successful. Not that I thought that the Cowboys would beat the 49ers for any bit of time, but I do think it's unfair for Dan Quinn to have to be focused on His Colts interview or any other head coach interview, as well as still trying to game plan. I can't imagine what it will be like having to sit on a Zoom meeting, talking to a GM um, for 45 minutes to an hour. I would assume that's about how long the interviews are to then have to put all that out of your brain, go back to the grind of getting all of your your game planning intact. So I just don't think it's fair especially when we think about the Cowboys who, you know, they're playing for their first chance to be in the NFC Championship game in 26 years. Last thing they need is any additional distractions from what they have going on to try to get themselves there. Uh, But in all seriousness, I do think that's maybe something that should be explored in the future by the NFL. I don't really know how you could go about that because I definitely know it's a time crunch, especially when we think of playoffs and then the draft. So I know teams want to have their, they want to have everything all in order, but seems like there could be a more streamlined way. Don't really know. All right, but let's go ahead and jump into the Dan Quinn. Two years as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. And the Cowboys defense over this past years have been good, but not great. You know, just taking a quick look at their 2021 stats, led the league in turnovers in 2021, so we all know that um, they were a force we be reckoned with on the defensive side of the ball. Interceptions, fumbles, like crazy. No one really wanted to throw it around them because they were pretty much guaranteed to pick you off. Uh, In the run game, they allowed 1,918 yards, and that uh, averaged out to a 4.5 carry. Passing game, they allowed 4,049 yards, and that averaged out to 6.6 yards per catch at a 59.5 completion rate. The defense also scored six touchdowns. So not only were they a turnover factor, they were actually able to put some points on the board with that, which made a heck of a difference for them. Taking a look at the 2022 stats, though, they allowed 2,198 yards and a 4.4 per carry. So just a couple more yards there, but the average went down just a tick. So nothing big there. Allowed 34 or excuse me, 3,415 yards and 6.2 yards per catch with a 62.7 percent completion rate. So although they did allow 600, yes, less yards and that um, yards per catch did go down, just a tick there. Completion rate did go up. Now, if you ask me, I would only think that it has to be because teams aren't really throwing it to Trayvon Diggs' side. I mean, <laughs> he, I know he's gotten burned a couple times this season. We've seen it happen, but realistically speaking, you got Diggs out there. You gonna really throw it to his side? I don't think so. You're gonna explore all your options before you get it out there. Uh, but of course, they had 22 forced fumbles, 16 interceptions this year, and they scored three defensive, three defensive touchdowns. Uh, so not the leader this this year, but pretty much the exact same defense from year to year. And I know you may be thinking to yourself, well, I mean, some of those stats seem pretty good. I mean, that's that's not terrible, but we got to think about their offense was such a powerhouse. Although they don't produce in the playoffs, as we all know, their offense is such a powerhouse. It, it'll allow the defense to give up those points and then not be too noticeable. So there's nothing to a Cowboys team to let up 21, 24 points because we know the offense got going to get back out there and put up. 30 points if they need to. Uh, that's one of the biggest things you'll probably notice the difference between us and the Cowboys. Although our defense was stout for a lot of the year, when we only average 14 points, if the defense lets up 20, it's a negative. You, you're going to lose every time. But the Cowboys defense can let up 20, 24 because another offense is going to score 30, 32 points, and they're going to come out somehow come out with the win. But enough about the Cowboys Let's keep on talking about Dan Quinn. So as we know, he was the head coach for the Falcons for four years, uh, 43 and 42. So just over 500. He was fired after the 0 and 5 start in 2020. And he went to the playoffs two out of the four years he was there. Everybody may remember that horrific, horrific (laughs) Super Bowl comeback that the Patriots had on them when they were up 28 to 3. And they just found a way to lose the game. Sounds familiar, Colts fans. I know we didn't do it in the Super Bowl, but we watched for two straight weeks while we uh blew a major, major league against the Cowboys as well as a major league against the Vikings. So Dan Quinn's familiar with that territory. Um, and you may ask me, what do I think total about him overall? I think he's fine just where he is as the coordinator for the Cowboys. He's one of those coaches where, you know, I haven't had a chance to really dive back into the Falcons film to see exactly what he did those years there. I do know that, of course, they had Julio, they had Matt Ryan. You know, they were they were flying on pretty high cylinders. Matt Ryan, I think he was the MVP that year as well. So he was playing at an elite level for for what it was worth. So there were a couple things that were in play. But I just look at this 43 and 42 record. And I know it's 500, you know, and every coach can't be above 500. I get that. We look at these anomalies, these Bill Belichick's and guys like that. So they kind of set um unrealistic standard sometime for us. But I think that he can thrive at that coordinator spot, whether it be the Cowboys or anybody else. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he can kind of hang out there for now, build a couple more years under his belt just to fine tune that defense. And then if he feels like he's ready to get back in the head coaching game, go for an interview. But as far as for me right now, um, you know, I would have to take a pass on Dan Quinn. I know we have some other or excuse me, some other head coaches or other candidates for head coach who are applying for the spot, uh, and they may not even have had their first interview yet. So I would like to kind of review their resume and get a full breakdown on them. But if you have to ask me, Dan Quinn, is he at the top of my list? No, he's not. Um, I, I just think it's one of those things where he could just sit back and do his thing at the coordinator spot, maybe try to get the Cowboys to the next level, even though I know it won't happen. Um, But he can deal with that on his end. Now, two other coaches have already gone ahead and accepted their, um, their invitation for their second interview. First one I want to talk about is Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday has accepted that second interview. And before I actually talk about him, um, you know, I was just thinking about it because I was looking this up earlier. They've had some some Colts head coaching odds popping up there. And the list is fairly long. It starts off with Jeff Saturday going all the way down to Andrew Luck. Guys, guess who the favorite is right now? Jeff Saturday at plus 250 odds. Jeff Saturday plus 250 odds. That is unreal. I'm looking on this list right now. Dan Quinn plus 650. Eero Evero plus 1000. Those are the three coaches we're talking about today. So, right now, that says that Jeff Saturday is the favorite. And I don't really know what to think of that. But before we break down into it, since we're talking about drafting, or excuse me, since we're talking about odds and draft kings in general, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. So, four NFL teams, two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win the big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take a shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings. With each leg, you add up to 100%. Now, guys, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to go out and uh, actually try these stepped-up parlays, but I did one last night for basketball. I did not get it up to 100% just because I didn't add that many legs, but I did hit, so it was great to see. Uh, the Lakers game was pretty intense last night, but more importantly than that, we got four teams left, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, the Bengals, they, they, look, they look really good. I don't know if the Bills look worse or the Bengals look that good, but they, they're putting up a fight with the injured Patrick Mahomes this week. This may be your time to jump on the Bengals, maybe even grab their money line because they could be going to the big game and the NFC side. I, I really do think ooh it's tough. We got the Eagles and the 49ers. I think that. Whew, I think the 49ers may find a way to get it out, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on a conference championship game and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-P-P-N, minimum age and eligibility. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, let's hop right back into it. So Jeff Saturday is up next. And I have to wonder, because Adam Schefter tweeted here just about an hour ago that his interview is today. He's going for a second interview today. So Colts leadership must see something they like. I'm still very 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 much on the fence and I and my stance is strong where I have kept it with Jeff Saturday. I don't know what the Indianapolis Colts leadership be that Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard see in Jeff Saturday. Again, I know that, you know, maybe they're trying to do something where they want to get a small name in in the you know in the pot. Let him come in doing his thing. Jeff Saturday's made it clear that he at this point wants to allow or excuse me, hire his own crew to come on in. But I just don't know. I don't know what's going on with this one. I I scratch my head every time I hear it because there has to be something that we're missing. Jeff Saturday must be sweet talking them in there. Or it could just be, as I've said 110 times before, Ursay's living in the past, man. He wants to relive those glory days. And for him, maybe the closest thing to that is getting Jeff Saturday as that head coach spot. Or this could be all a big ploy. This all could be a big ploy. But I don't know. I mean, I was watching an interview with Adam Beneterry. He was on the Pat McAfee show just uh, the other day. And he he made it. He made a good point because I talk about this a lot um, amongst Eric and I. And, you know, anytime I'm talking to friends about just football in general, how you have to be a leader. You need leadership on the field uh, and in the locker room. So Adam Beneterry, he said that, the Colts have good players on the roster, but no player leadership. He, he gave an example of when he played for the Patriots, uh, how um, Willie McGinnis he would tell the linebacking group that they were going to be working out at 6 a.m. even if they weren't supposed to be working out that day, and you didn't have a choice. I mean, he's a leader. We know how good he was when he was when he was with the Patriots. Uh, so people respect that. They will show up. And, you know, Ben Terry said if that person was late, be it 552, they show up, even though it doesn't start till six the last person, they had to deal with the consequences. That's the leadership that the Colts need. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, that tight on everyone because we are talking about grown men here. They're adults. They're supposed to have the, the work ethic, but not everybody is built that way. Uh, I've seen a couple of interviews with Tyreek Hill. He'll He'll, he'll tell you. He's a lazy person. He said the last thing he wants to do is get up and be productive, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the prepping. So that's why he works about himself. That's why he has a good personal trainer. That's why he has these things plugged in for him to to keep him at that next level. The Colts need to find a player with true leadership. I think that Shaq is a great leader. I don't know how he is in the locker room. Obviously, we see how he is on the field. Um I think that he definitely, you know, he he shows us his dominance on the field but how much of that transitions into the locker room how much of that goes into the the film room goes into the work the, um, the weight room there are a lot of things that you that these coaches are supposed to be doing for getting these guys prepped and ready and keeping them fired up but the leaders the leaders at the position group also have to realize that You know, just because you're the best person owner, that means you you have to elevate yourself and elevate the people around you. You know, it's it's easy, it's very easy to say to yourself, "I'm the best at what I do, so everyone should be able to play at my level." I I get that. People who thrive to be the best, that's the mindset a lot of people have. But sometimes you got to go that extra mile. You got to you got to bring people to your level because if not, they're gonna stay at their level. You got to bring people up with you and you got to say is this way or no way and and the Colts could use a couple players like that in locker room I think it could be a game changer uh again I, I think that Shaq would probably be the closest example as to someone who has the potential to get there again I don't know him inside of the locker room but it seems like any interview I've ever seen kind of with Ryan Kelly or Quentin Nelson you know or MPJ these guys are kind of mellow they they come to work, they do their job, they go home. But you got to be the elite person in the room. Could Jeff Saturday bring that energy for the guys? Could he find the coaching staff? Maybe even ch- working up in the draft with Chris Ballard to bring someone in like that? Maybe I don't know. There are a lot of things that could happen. Um, but I I I really like that point that Vinatieri brought up because it makes me wonder: Is this something that maybe the the Colts organization sees in Jeff Saturday? Do they see that leadership that he could potentially bring on that they just trust uh, just because he's been there for a couple weeks? I don't know. It, it, it makes me it makes me scratch my head. It makes me think. Um, but last but not least, we have er- Um Evero, the defense coordinator for the Broncos. He has a second interview scheduled with the Colts, but as well has a second interview scheduled with the Texans. Apparently, he has really been wowing. Uh, some of these these teams when it comes to his interviews so that makes me a little nervous I could see the Colts kind of jumping the gun on something if if they really don't want to stick with um, Jeff Saturday maybe they think "Ooh, do we want to let this guy go to our division rivals because we already see the trouble we're going to have with Jacksonville for the next couple of years um, or the foreseeable future I should say and then as well as even Mike Vrabel we we see what he's done in Tennessee I know they kind of had a meltdown at the end of the season but don't think that'll happen again. Could the Colts just want to let a, a potential good candidate slip out of their fingers? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But we know that, you know, he's he's spun the block a couple times. He has experience with defenses for multiple teams. He was with the Bucks, the 49ers, the Packers, the Rams, and he's had roles that range from position coach, defensive quality control, defensive assistant, safeties coach. Um Defense pass game coordinator for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl, so he has that ring. He definitely understands how to how to work that passing game. Of course, he had Jalen Ramsey back there as well. And lastly, with the Broncos, he's been the defensive coordinator. So, taking a look at the Broncos stats here, real quick for us last year or this year. Allow three hundred, excuse me, three thousand five hundred seventy-four yards, averaging about five point nine per pass uh, catch. Then one thousand eight hundred sixty-six yards. Averaging 4.3 rushing. 15 interceptions, 36 sacks. It's a lot of sacks. I like that. Uh, but I am a little nervous about him. You, you know, I talked about this when we when we first started mentioning how when the Colts were rallying up all these head coaches. I still don't understand why he didn't take the interim spot at Denver. I, I I look at a Jeff Saturday, who won who necessarily didn't say he wanted to get into NFL coaching, but he he took the leap of faith. And and when he dove in, I mean he he said he loves it. So why didn't he take the interim spot at Denver? i I like to think that teams don't expect too much from you because they know that you can't go out and fire this person and and, and go pick up a player here. You can't put your touch on everything that quickly. So it kind of makes me a little nervous as to why he didn't take the Denver spot, because I don't really think it would have been a negative on your name to go out there and just try. Because what does it matter? We all know what you're walking into. You're you're walking into the worst case scenario. So I don't think people expect greatness. Uh, so that that's that's kind of puzzling to me. Um, could he be nervous, or could he have been nervous? Maybe. Could he just mentally say, "I don't want to even put my name near that"? Maybe. I just think that as 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 coveted as an NFL head coaching spot is, no matter whether that be a full contract or interim spot. There are only 32 that are allowed per season. So I would like to think that any opportunity you get, you would go for it. Um, so that kind of makes me nervous, but I mean, he must be doing some good talking in the interviews because he has lined up his second one. So I'll be curious to see how that turns out for us. Um, three, three people, three people so far. I know there are a couple others who we are currently waiting on because they're still in the playoffs and they've had to postpone a couple interviews but i'll be curious to see what's going on another thing i saw was about how jim ursay has not really been present for these um i would assume that he'll be present for the second round interviews i know that balor will bring a list of names to him but when we were interviewing i don't know 13 14 people i can't see the owner you know kind of just stopping his day to to go hear everything everyone has to say he has trusted advisors around him who should be bringing him the best information so he can kind of plug and play in where he wants to, but I'll be curious to see what happens amongst these three, as well as who fills in the other four potential spots that we have for the second round. Uh, The last thing though, I did see, and this is kind of interesting to me is the Packers. As far as it goes with Aaron Rodgers, they are willing to trade him, but only to the AFC. So they don't want him to stay in the same division. That scares me a little bit. Uh, I think everyone in Colts Nation knows exactly why that scares me. Uh, I, I I just don't want to even entertain it. I think it's a bad idea. Um, and I think that it will backfire huge on the Colts if they even entertain bringing in Aaron Rodgers. For one, I, I I know they won't just because going back to what I was talking about earlier, Aaron Rodgers, he does, from what I've seen, have somewhat of a leader mentality. But with that being said aaron Rodgers also has a lot of asterisks by his name because we know he is kind of a drama king um he he's always in the headlines whether that be because of injury poor play um you know something he just wants to say he's just a player where i just don't think he really fits that that colt's mantra of what they want to have in indianapolis but At this point, you can't really put anything else past the Indianapolis Colts, so we will see what happens. Um, Let's just hope that we are still on track to find ourselves a quarterback in the draft, Uh, and let's see how these interviews turn out for the rest of the week. I like to think we'll probably have a couple more, and then as soon as the playoffs wrap up or whatever teams lose this week, we probably have another couple coaches out of the woodwork come in, so we'll see what happens. That's going to be it for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, be sure to check us out on Twitter at The Colts Cast, Instagram at Colts Cast. YouTube, just type in The Colts Cast. You will see it. We post videos. Uh, we post shorts. We do everything on there. Interact with us. Like, subscribe. And, guys, take care. If you're in Indianapolis or any else, any else we're surrounding areas, enjoy the snow today. Stay safe out there. Or if you're like Eric, is probably soaking up sun on the beach right now enjoy it my man because winter's coming (laughs) all right guys take care y'all have a great one um we'll see you later